Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour of the Live with Rank Show's Free Speech Friday edition. Lines are open, 269 4419 Five nine five in my new studio. I have a lot of lines, so would love for you to fill them up so we can talk about the issues of uh, the day. We have been rocking and rolling through the hour. I'm going to get right back into a phone call here. He's been waiting for a while, but I first want to bring this up to you. YouTube suspended one of their very popular news channels, The Hill. Why? Because they played a clip of former President Trump claiming the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Now remember. I just told you yesterday, Biden and his uh, people are all worried about Putin and Putin controlling the message and Putin not letting certain information get out to his people. But it's happening here in the name of the Democrat Party. Because they don't think that you're smart enough. A government worried about misinformation is telling you you're not intelligent enough to respond to the data. So when you hear all about this misinformation and disinformation, and they're the ones who have to figure it out, and they're the ones who will tell you what you can and can't hear, that's a government worried about misinformation and different, excuse me, that is a government that is telling you you're not intelligent enough to respond to the data. And what's interesting, it's the Democrats are telling you that. And it's the Democrats who know most about their voters, not about the Republican voters. Wouldn't you agree? Also, Washington, D.C. Mayor Mariel Bowser yesterday said that a carjacker in her city who murdered a doctor, quote, probably didn't intend to kill anybody, end quote. Again, a very far left Democrat governor, excuse me, mayor in this case, of Washington, D.C., on talking about a carjacker who killed, so talking about a, not someone who's just not productive in life and just lives on welfare or whatever and not contributing to the country. And I only say that in the means of the people who are scamming it and should be contributing it to the country, not those who aren't. Not This is a person who's a, a um, negative to the society, a carjacker, right? This person who is completely uh, someone that we really don't need in our society, and I don't mean kill him or anything, but you get my point. Kill someone who is producing, a big producer in our society, needed a doctor, young one, 30-something years old. And what is her response on that carjacker? Quote, probably didn't intend to kill anybody. Again, because they care about people. Remember that. Let's go to the phone lines. 
269-441-9595. We're going to talk to Rob in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Good morning, Rob. Oh, happy Friday, Frank. I I love my Fridays, yes. Yeah, and that was just what I heard you just say was just a wanton disregard for human life. I, I Can you believe that? This is a mayor of a city that the violence is out of control. And her response to a 30, I think it was three-year-old doctor getting killed by a carjacker is, ah, oh, that carjacker probably didn't mean to do it, kill anybody. That's just, it's, I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I, I called you was, I don't know if you read, I did send you a little article about this Texas. Um, I guess they had a primary on March 1st and finding out all the uh, absentee ballots that are sent in that are, a lot of those are being disregarded because of the new rule change that they had in Texas, which is very similar to what's going on in Michigan, where you have to put down the last four digits of your social security or your ID number or, you know, driver's license number on it for them to be counted and done. I guess they said in 2020, the presidential election, they only disqualified about uh, 8,300 mail-in ballots in the whole state. In the primary, in just one county, they disqualified 10,000 or didn't count 10,000. That was Harris County. Another county, they just, they just disqualified like almost 2,000. So I don't know if people aren't smart enough to put down their name and, and number, but I think you should follow instructions and do that, or it was just a matter of they probably weren't eligible to vote. So it doesn't, doesn't here, here, here's what it is. The, the, if you look at the numbers, the percentage of numbers of ballots that were disqualified in the 2020 election, it is pitiful. Hardly any. When you compare it to the uh the average over the past years not even close so there again was a a a way that they could cheat in the vote but how are you going to prove that right it's tougher to prove mm-hmm. because that's what all these people could see and every proof you give them they knock it down and say well that's not a proof or that that's just you know one way and it's always been that way and what have you but i saw just recently a few months ago maybe i remember it popped in my head when you were talking about it if i remember it was like single digits low single digits that they rejected uh, in general around the country uh these absentee ballots when it was in higher double digits on average so yeah mm-hmm. and the representative the democrats in there that are saying that they're making people go through hoops to get you know register the voter to vote does she realize what she had to go through to get a cpl in the state of michigan you have to pay 115 dollars you have to take a course you have to uh, get your fingerprints done and you lose your right to the Fourth Amendment. Did you know that? So if I get pulled over in my car, if I'm going five miles an hour over the speed limit and I get pulled over, the police can search my vehicle without probable cause or without my consent. They can say, get out of the car, step to the side. We can go. You mean because you're a CCW uh, holder? Yes. They can find that out when they, they run your license plate. I, I understand that. So you're saying because you're a CCW, they can yeah. go through your car uh, with, with no... Uh, no probable cause. No probable cause. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm going to have to look into that. And I don't distrust you or yeah. trust you. I just, I'm going to have to look into that. I'm not. You know I, what? That I, was about seven years ago when I went to the class and they had brought that up to say, you know, be careful. Please. Well, I just went to the this. class. And again, maybe I just missed it or it didn't come up, but I will certainly mm-hmm. look into that. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. You have a great day. Line just opened up 269 441 959. So I've been meaning to bring this up for a few days and it keeps getting pushed off. 
many of you, I'm sure, have seen the the news stories about these bio labs in Ukraine. And many of you see how the government is actually changed its story three times on what these bio labs in the Ukraine are doing there and why United States is is I guess funding or involved in it some way and they've literally changed their story on what they were there for three times Jennifer Griffin who I used to have the utmost respect for but completely lost it a year or two ago a couple years ago now is just you can tell she's just kind of uh I told you guys the other day, those of you guys who watch Fox News, Jennifer Griffin, what happens is if you, you know, she'll sit there and say, I've covered this for 25 years. Well, once you cover somebody for years, you get very friendly and palsy with them. From her perspective, she wants to be friendly to him to get information. So you start believing that information possibly. And I think that's what's happened with her. Because she's now using the, the the touting the administration line. This isn't X. This isn't Y. This isn't whatever. But it's something. Because here is Senator Marco Rubio, who was surprised, I think. He had a minute left to ask this question. I don't think he was expecting this woman, Victoria Newland, who has brought great damage to the United States over the years. She last worked in the Obama administration she actually told the truth it appears and not only telling the truth maybe she didn't want to get in trouble for lying to congress but but i don't know why she would do that because democrats don't get in trouble for lying to congress only republicans do here's that question in the back and forth i think it was two days ago does ukraine have chemical or biological weapons uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda t- groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Last question. Um, I, I am certain that the Russians were looking at their foreign at their reserves as a way to buffer sanctions. Do you know how now that we've sanctioned the? How does Rubio just walk away from that? She drops that bomb. So Rubio, to some extent, has to be in on it. And and what I mean by in on it, he he. I don't know. He didn't know, it seems. I think he may have been surprised. I don't know. How do you just drop that? And and again, you're going to hear and you heard from the Obama, excuse me, the Biden administration. It may be the Obama administration. 
that this isn't anything dangerous. At first, they came out and said that. And they, they're just trying to cover it up, cover it up. Well, then why are you, if it's not dangerous, so worried that Russia is going to take over it? And why didn't you do something about it before? You know, you did see upwards of 200,000 troops aligned and, and all their equipment. And you guys didn't do anything about it? I, I'm telling you, I, I am deathly afraid of that the the buffoons it appears who are running this government you're listening to the live with rank show here on uh, town square media 269-441-9595 if you'd like to get involved with the show today love to hear from you let me go to the phone callers they've been uh, calling in and holding on I'd love to get to them. And then I want to play two more clips from you. Many of you probably had saw, or if you're not, you're going to hear Kamala Harris yesterday embarrassing our country in front of the Polish president. And again, don't take my word for it. Don't turn off the phone or the radio because I'm saying it. Don't change the channel. Don't take my word for it. You can hear and listen to it and judge for yourself. But first, let's go to Kalamazoo and uh, Joe. Joe, welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're on air. We're waiting for you to talk. Go ahead. You're, are you, do you have the radio on, Joe? No, no, I don't. In fact, I just turned my speakerphone off, too. I can barely hear you. Yeah, okay, now go ahead. A lot of times if you're listening on radio, you're listening to delay and it freaks people out. But go ahead. You're on. Right, right. Uh, I was wondering if you have your opinion on the Jesse Smollett sentencing case. Did you see it? I heard he made a big fool out of himself on the way out. Did you see it? Uh, I saw a little blurb of it, yes. No, I mean, did you see the audio of him freaking out, talking about, what was he talking about, slavery? I won't be a slave. No, I don't. I don't even know what he was talking about. I forgot now. He was saying that uh, he was going to get murdered in prison or something like that. I will not commit suicide. Oh, yeah, that was it. I will not commit suicide. So it was almost like he was thinking people, okay, people were going to do an Epstein to him. Now, I I got to what uh, Joe was talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Remember Jesse Smollett who completely made up this whole thing about being attacked at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago when he went to get a Subway sandwich uh, by two uh, Trump supporters. Then we come find out that those two Trump supporters are actually were his friends or his bodyguards or his or not. Maybe he people that uh, he trained with or something and he paid them uh, to do what they did. That's Jesse. Well, he finally got sentenced yesterday, and I thought he deserved a lot more. I was happy to hear what he got, which was 150 days. And then he just started screaming and yelling about, I'm not going to commit suicide. Maybe he's concerned about an Epstein. But the judge really laid into him, Joe. I don't know if you heard and, and really told him how he just damaged all the people who were trying to make any progress with race relations and equity and all that. And actually said, do you know your name now is a, a, a synonymous with lying? And people apparently say, are you jessing me? <laughs> Or you, you know, yeah, yes, that was awesome. I think the judge was absolutely right in his condemnation of the man, 
I wish he would have just backed it up with a little more jail time. I thought he deserved more jail time, too, for all that he had done and all the trouble that he had brought to everybody. And the guy is um, either extremely... Uh, well, what they say is extremely uh, high on himself. He thinks very high of himself. Uh, number one, Good work. And, uh, number two, they think that he might have was he smart enough maybe to be trying to be cuckoo so he can spend the 150 days in the cuckoo farm uh, part of the uh, or not the cuckoo farm. I think there they call it cocoa cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I think is what they call it. There. And they, they yeah. I- Maybe he was trying to get the you know an easier 150 days. Not sure. I don't know. It just seems that he never even backed off. He's just more defiant by the moment. And you get caught, you do the time. You don't act like a fool. Right. In fact, the judge said something about you sat here for hours and just gave us lie after lie after lie. All right, James. Thank or Joe. Thanks for bringing that up. That's what Free Speech Friday is all about. You have a great day. Two six nine four four one nine five. Uh, nine five. All right, I'm going to play for you first Newt Gingrich on talking about sending Kamala Harris to Poland. All right, and then I'm going to play what Harris did yesterday. So this clip from Newt Gingrich is from a couple days ago, and then you're going to hear Harris's clip. Do I have time? I think so. Here we go. Well, I don't know if you'd feel insulted. I think you would regard it as one more example of the absolute lack of seriousness in the Biden administration. I mean, she obviously doesn't know anything and uh, what she believes doesn't work. Uh, but then Biden currently is basically out to lunch, too. So, uh, I mean, if I were a European, I would almost be in despair about the lack of American leadership. Uh, look, you know, we used to open the show with tonight, which was devastating, was an attack on a children's hospital, which is a war crime. Uh, what we watched all through the show when you started talking about uh, what's been happening with Chernobyl and the attacks on nuclear reactors. Those are war crimes. Uh, what we just talked about with the Wagner Group, which is targeting uh, for assassination. That's a war crime. So let's be clear. On the one side, you have Putin, who should be tried as a war criminal. And we should be very clear that there are no futures in which Putin survives as the head of Russia. On the other side, you have a group of people who are so shallow, so lacking in any sense of history, uh, so trivial in their approach. I mean, the American people can't afford to buy gasoline. And the answer is we're going to have electric buses (laughs) now. An administration, you know, Marie Antoinette once said, let them eat bread. And uh, Buttigieg basically said, let them ride in electric buses. Um, <clears throat> this is madness. And I think we don't yet realize how bad this is and how bad it's going to get. The price of wheat is going up faster than the price of oil. Millions of people are going to be starving because of this war. The Turkish economy is being shattered by what Russia is doing in the Black Sea. The fact is that there are ships all around the world making the logistics supply chain worse because they can't land. Now, all these things are going on simultaneously, and our answer is Kamala Harris. I mean, we we were once a serious country. We were a country that defeated the Soviet Empire. We were a country that defeated Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. Now we have two people who are totally hopeless as president and vice president, surrounded by a cabinet that may be even worse. 
And we're dealing with a man who is a ruthless war criminal prepared to push his luck and potentially uh, shatter the entire world order, if that's what it takes, for his ego and his plans. All right, that was new two days ago. Now, here is Kamala Harris yesterday on the uh, dais with the Polish president, the president of Poland, a reporter, and you're going to hear her, ask her to answer a question first and then ask him, him being the president of Poland, to answer second. Here it is. He used to lie with rank, and that was not Kamala Harris, was it? <laughs> I hit the wrong button. So, sorry about that. <laughs> I had you guys all like, what? What just happened there? I played Newt Gingrich talking a couple days ago on how unserious this administration seems to be to send such an unserious and person who doesn't know much and quite frankly doesn't do well in front of the press. He's always laughing. And you, I've played clips for you about her and, and explaining what Ukraine is, is a country next to Russia, which is another country that is, you, go, you guys heard all that. And then they send her to Poland to do what? And with no deliverables, really. So Newt Gingrich was saying how unserious these people are to send them there. And what are the European leaders thinking about this? Now, I'll play that clip. She was asked by a reporter to answer the question. First, I'm coming to you. And then she goes to the reporter, asked a second question to be followed up by the president of Poland. This is what happened. Ooh, almost did it again. That would not have been fun. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Now the camera goes to her. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, okay, so this time. Madam, the situation is very complex. This is what I was saying. So they ask her the question. Is the United States going to take more of these refugees? And the woman who wants everybody in the world who can illegally get to the country, get to the country, can't answer the question. She looks at him confused, like a deer in the headlight, starts cackling as you heard her. And he noticed the president's like, this woman is empty headed and has got nothing. I better take it from here. So you first heard Newt, and he was exactly right, was he not? Oh, by the way, where, where, there was something where we were, that I heard or talked about concerning gasoline. 
Ah, never mind. I don't remember now, so it may not fit. What is going on here? It may not fit well. Let us go to the phone lines. And uh, James, James, thanks a lot for holding on. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, uh, just had a quick question for you. I wanted to get your thoughts on something. I'll hang up when I'm done, and I'll just uh, listen to your response. But, uh, you know, they had the uh, Marco Rubio was asking questions to, uh, is it Victoria Nunland, I believe? Yes, I played. Did you uh, hear the clip I played earlier? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. And something struck me as uh, really funny because, uh, you know, she said uh, classic Russian uh, technique, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, not an exact quote was to accuse their opponents or adversaries of, of exactly what they're doing. And I'm like, how rich is that? Because it just sounds like the Democrat Party in general. Wasn't like that delicious? To, wasn't that delicious? To, oh, my God. They do a, the same thing. Yeah, that a don't. Democrat that practices uh, blaming other people for things they're doing is upset with the uh, Russians for blaming other people for things they are doing or going to do. Or, or exactly. on them. Yeah, you're exactly right, James. It is. It's hilarious. You know, right. it's cla- and they're not. And the pitiful part is they're not called out for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the media is our number one problem in this country. If they would just tell half of the facts, we'd be in a lot better place. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. All right. You have a great day. And and he's right. I I I've been saying that for years. The number one enemy in the United States is our media. It's supposed to be the news media. They're the ones who allow all these other things to happen because they can drive and they know they can drive opinion. You saw what they did to Trump. Now, Trump helped them with his mouth for the last year. And I know I'm not a person who's saying that uh, I wouldn't vote for someone who's doing so many great things for us. In fact, you know, let me play this for you. Here is a video that's going around or has been, I think, since last summer. I just saw it. One of you sent it to me uh, about uh, a woman, a conservative woman, talking about Trump. Let me see. Here it is. You ready? Again, the media, number one enemy in the United States, because they if, if they just held everybody to the same standard. If they kept their opinion out of their reporting, if they stopped pitting groups against each other, if they stopped doing the bidding of the left, and I'm not talking about the opinion shows. Now, CNN and MSNBC, you got to really take off the board because they're not real news anymore. ABC, NBC, CBS does try to do real news from time to time. CNN and MSNBC, it's all opinion. It's radio talk show. Is what it is on TV. Now, yes, Fox has it starting at what? Seven o'clock and on. Yes, it's opinion radio. It's like talk radio. It's opinion. I, I get that. But not before most of it. But it's the media. And this woman laid out so well. And exposed all of that, both the the Democrats and the media, when it comes to Trump and his family. Let me play it for you. I think you guys will enjoy this. And thanks to whoever sent it to me. What if Trump said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black? 
What if Trump's claim to fame was creating a policy that jailed more minorities for petty crimes than ever before? What if Trump never left his basement? What if Trump averaged 104 EOs per year? What if those first 42 EOs were in his first four months as president? What if Trump's public schedule showed he only worked four hours a day? What if Trump sniffed young children? What if Trump's sons had sex tapes? What if there were video of Trump's sons doing crack? What if his sons were never arrested for it? What if his sons illegally applied for gun permits? What if Trump's family had financial ties to foreign countries that wanted to hurt our country? What if Trump's campaigns were funded heavily by big tech, big pharma, and the CCP? What if Trump's children openly laundered money by becoming artists and selling art for more than Van Gogh or Picasso and then told you they couldn't divulge who their buyers were? What if Trump fell down the stairs of Air Force One three times in one climb? What if Trump opened the borders to give free health care, food, housing, and education to any and everyone that wanted to come but didn't require them to pay taxes? What if Trump allowed those coming across the border to do so with children that were trafficked in order to make it through? What if this happened during a pandemic and he didn't require them to get tested, vaccinated, or even social distance, but he mandated that you and your children do? What if Trump required federal employees to take an experimental vaccine? What if Trump allowed your local governments to muzzle your children for over a year with no significant numbers or science to back it up? What if he did all of this and mandated those passports for everyone? What if Trump abolished the Keystone Pipeline along with American jobs only to ask foreign entities to increase their production so we could fund them? What if under Trump and these changes, gas prices rose 41%? What if food prices rose 5%? What if car prices rose 41%? What if Trump wanted to defund the police while it was trendy to say so, but then changed his tune when he realized how ridiculous it was? What if Trump claimed during his campaigns he was going to send $2,000 relief checks, but he only sent $1,400 and said, well, hey, the other guy already gave you $600? What if Trump promised over 1 million jobs, but didn't even come close? What if Trump's presidency was proven to be stolen by foreign interference and the media wouldn't even show you the proof? What if local leaders involved in that cover-up tried hiding and deleting the evidence? What if you wanted to talk about your thoughts on Trump, but social media deleted your words every single time? What if all of these things happened, but the media pretended it didn't happen and said, what a great job he's doing? Well, I'll tell you this. Unfortunately, all of these things are happening under Biden. And if it were under Trump, you would know about it. The media would persecute him daily and would never stop. You would never stop hearing about it. But the truth is, because it's Biden and the corruption runs deep, the truth is hidden from you. Those of us that want to share these truths, truths with you are censored. We, the people, regardless of political affiliation, economic standing or color, all share one common trait. We're all American. We're here because we stand for freedom, truth and what's right for our future and the future of our children. May we all remember those that fought for us to have those rights and may we continue the traditions that allow us to have them. You're listening Thanks for listening and what? God bless America. Sorry about that. You're listening to Live with Rank. You're listening to Live with Rank on this free speech. That's a great song. Got my blood pumping for this last segment. What did you guys think of that? That woman had it dead on. Dead on. On And it proves, again, in three minutes, my statement. Here's something right now. They're trying to blame everything on Russia. Peter Ducey, the only one who asked really good questions consistently, was asking this to uh, Saki yesterday. You say again that you think inflation is going to be temporary. 
We've heard you say that it was going to be temporary since last spring. So how long do you guys think temporary is? Well, again, Peter, I think what we do is we rely on the assessments of the Federal Reserve and of outside economic analysts who give an assessment of how long it will last. The expectations and their assessment at this point continues to be that it will moderate by the end of the year. There's also no question that when a foreign dictator invades a foreign country and when that foreign dictator is the head of a country that is the third largest supplier of oil in the in the world, that that is going to have an impact. And it is. And so to that point, inflation goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything until the midterms? Well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine. And, and last month, the statement didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that? Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a pan- global pandemic. Everyone who's a uh, global economist have all agreed that that has been the biggest so you contributor. You hear what's going on here, right? It's, it's just ridiculous. I would have said, so, okay, you're saying it went up 75 cents. I'll give you that. What about the dollar ten or two... Actually, it's even even more dollar something more before that it went up. Whose fault was that? Was that Putin's fault, too? And you see, when she get caught, she gets snarky. She gets you know what? Well, you see, we've had a pandemic over the last two years. Oh, really? It has nothing to do with this, because this is when you were working for Biden in 19. This is what he said. Oil and gas, I have nothing to preview or predict for you in terms of him hosting uh, oil. Hold on. What am I doing here? Here we go. Um, but, but, kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree. But I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to clock it. That was just two years ago. That goes to what I was saying. Oil trades on what they believe the future will be, not necessarily today. Do you think anybody who runs a business is going to spend millions, tens of millions, if not more of dollars to get oil out of the ground to help today with a buffoon like this in office? Um, but, But kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel and I am not going to clock it. I guarantee you, that's what those they see. So they don't want to, to come and then spend tens of millions of dollars and then turn around and in six months when it's all over, say, okay, now we're stopping you. Now we're stopping you. Here we go. Biden, uh, let me list some things. Let me do a list like that woman I played that audio clip for you did. Before Biden assumed office, or I like to say seated, we were in pretty good shape as Americans, weren't we? Here's some points to, to note. For the first time since Harry Truman was president about 70 years ago, the United States was a net energy exporter. To finally become crude oil independent and no longer held hostage 
to unsustainable petrol powers and the vagaries of foreign crude oil supplies. This comes from a Ronald Steen, who's an internationally published columnist and energy consultant with a group called the Heartland Institute. He said the United States was the number one producer of oil and natural gas in the world. United States was a net neutral gas exporter for three consecutive years and had an export capacity of nearly 10 billion cubic feet per day. The Trump administration had withdrawn from the unfair one-sided Paris Climate Agreement. The Trump administration had approved the Keystone XL and Dakota Access Pipelines. The Trump administration opened the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, ANWR, in Alaska to oil and gas leasing. The Trump administration had reformed permitting rules to eliminate unnecessary bureaucracy and speed approval for mines. The Trump administration fixed the EPA steam, electric, and coal ash rules. The average American family saved $2,500 a year in lower electric bills and lower prices at the gas pump. Now, with all the added addition of of gas and oil to date, and food, put food aside actually, to date, they're saying they're going to charge you or you're going to spend an extra extra $2,000 a year on gas. So just if you look at the average American family save 2500 a year in local lower electric bills and lower prices at the gas pump, add 2000 on to that, it was a $4,500 flip for the average American family. The Trump administration reduced the time to approve drilling permits on public lands by half. The Trump administration expedited approval of the New Star New Burgess Pipeline to export American gasoline to Mexico. The Trump administration streamlined the LNG, liquefied natural gas, terminal permitting and allowed long-term LNG export authorizations to be extended. The United States was among the top three liquid natural gas exporters in the world. The United States increased liquid natural gas exports fivefold since January of 2017. More. The liquid natural gas exports were expected to reduce the American trade deficit by over $10 billion. The Trump administration granted more than 20 new long-term approvals for LNG exports to non-free trade agreement countries. The Department of Natural, excuse me, the development of natural gas and LNG infrastructure in the United States was providing tens of thousands of jobs. There were six LNG export facilities operating in the United States with two additional under construction. The amount of nuclear energy production in 2019 was the highest on record through a combination of increased capacity from power plant upgrades and shorter refueling and maintenance cycles. The Trump administration prevented Russian energy coercion across Europe with the Nord Stream 2. The Trump administration issued a presidential permit for the A2A railroad between Canada and Alaska, providing energy sources to emerging markets. On and on and on. And within the first days of Biden in office, wiped all that out. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Don't want to end end on a bad note. So here's the good note. It's Friday. And it's the weekend. And I think that March Madness has started, too. So that's a good note to end on. Hope all you guys have a great weekend, a safe weekend, and I'll talk to you Monday at 9 a.m. You're listening to The Live with Rank Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.